Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, uh, appreciate the work you do as always and uh, wanted to uh, put the spotlight on the article you wrote in the New York Times. I read over the weekend about Greg Maddox and Mike Maddox. Mike Maddox, now the new coach, uh, pitching coach back with the Texas Rangers, helping uh, Bruce Bochy, and then bringing in his brother, the professor, Greg Maddox. That leads me to believe that, well, Texas has some pretty good pitchers to begin with, but there's nothing wrong with getting a little knowledge from Greg Maddox along the way. No, I mean it's that's so cool. He's there for about three weeks. He's he's probably he's probably got another week or so left. But I'll I'll tell you the pitchers in camp love him as you would expect. Uh, you know I found it interesting. I mean they're, they're, he's there for a number of reasons. It was kind of a full court press. Mike Maddox, of course, when Texas hired him, Mike invited Greg. He said you ought to come spring training and help us out with the pitchers as a guest coach. And and then uh, Greg. That conversation was going on. And then early December, uh, Greg went to Cabo San Lucas. He was in a uh, in Mexico. He was in a, a celebrity golf tournament. And uh, Bruce Bochy was there. And Bochy had just been hired, of course, by the Rangers. And, uh, you know, Maddox and Bochy talked. And Bochy recruited and said, yeah, you know what Mike said is right. You ought to, you ought to come join us. And, uh, and then Chris Young, the former Padre pitcher who now is president of baseball operations in Texas, uh, once word got up to him that Mike and Boach were recruiting Greg, uh, Chris then made some recruiting calls. And, <laughs> and Chris, when I talked to him, he said it was interesting because Chris pitched two years in the Padres rotation with Greg Maddox. And whatever the years were, it was Bud Black's first two years. Greg just missed Bochy in San Diego. It was like 07, 08 maybe. That, and, and Chris said Greg is one of his all-time favorite teammates. And not only that, but he said he was one of his all-time best pitching coaches because he said he's he, Greg Christian called him a pitching genius, and not and beyond that he said that um, Greg within his genius is able to simplify things so much that other pitchers can learn. So Greg thought, oh, it'd be awesome if we. I mean, Chris Young thought it'd be awesome if we get Greg here, and so they did. And it's been a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun with that story, as you can imagine. Just yeah. you know, sitting down with the two of them early one morning for thirty minutes to talk pitching and have some laughs. I mean, that, that's one of those days uh, that you live for if you do what I do. Yeah, I mean, we saw Greg Maddox uh, several years ago out here uh, in San Diego at the Mountain West Conference baseball tournament because he was pitching coach at UNLV. Yep. When his son was pitching there, and uh, I remember his son coming out and pitching like a six-hit shutout against the Aztecs in the tournament, and looking yep. just like his dad. And you know, it's yep. uh, it, you know, this is one of the reasons Scott why Bruce Bochy is going to be successful in my mind. He yeah, is, he comes so. in, he takes over. He's already got the knowledge and the, the know-how of three World Series championships, but he's going to be willing to let anybody and everybody help tutor his ball club he's not a know-it-all guy even if he does know it right. all he doesn't act that way and i think this is great move by texas you know get as many people in there to help you as you can yeah i mean that's to me the, the mark of the best leaders are not only they have all those leadership skills but they're confident enough that they surround themselves with really smart people you know yeah. that if, if insecure leaders rise up to that leadership position, but then they just want to surround themselves by a bunch of yes men or people that are going to listen to what they say and do what they tell them to do. Whereas, you know, the true great leaders of all time, and I would say Boach is one, it's exactly what you just said, Chris. He doesn't, 
he's secure in his own shoes. He's been there. He's done that. He knows so much, and he will just he he doesn't care if you're you know if if he's not intimidated by somebody as smart as Greg Maddox or whoever it might be. He's like, yeah, come on, you can help us. I want you here. And by the way, the one part didn't make the story. Uh, just for we didn't have space, but you mentioned uh, watching UNLV when Greg's son pitched in the Mountain West tournament. Um, I don't. If you guys ever notice, Mike Maddox when he goes to the mound to visit his pitchers in games, he always puts his hand on the pitcher's shoulder like a fatherly put a hand on shoulder while he talks to him. So I asked Greg when he was pitching coach at UNLV. I said, hey. Mike does that all the time. You watch him go to the mound, hand on shoulder. I said, did you, do, did you take that from Mike? And Greg, just being so funny, he, he grinned. He looked at me, grinned, and it, it must be. He said, nah. He said, I don't do the warm and fuzzies. I don't want to embarrass <laughs> the family. <laughs> yeah, Greg Maddox is a character for sure. We're talking to Scott Miller of the New York Times here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Chris and I talked about this earlier, and I talked about it earlier in the week, um, about Jerks and Profar. He's playing for the Kingdom of Netherlands in the World Baseball Classic. He hit a home run uh, in his last game, and then he kind of did the call me sign as he was uh, rounding the bases. But uh, we were just kind of stunned that he doesn't have a team. Uh, We were kind of stunned that he's not back with the Padres. Are there any do you do you have any thoughts about Jerks and Profar and maybe what is going on with him? Yeah, not much other than that, you know, he's he's clearly his price tag has turned other teams away, you know, whatever the dollar figure is his agent is asking for. I mean, we saw he's there's no reason. I mean, he he's he's a good player for what he is. I mean, you know, you can't sign him expecting him to be a number 4 hitter or expecting to hit a hundred, you know, 30 home runs. I mean, he, what, how the Padres used him last year was perfect. He can help you. He's popular in the clubhouse. Uh, teammates like him, but I think he'll find a job, but that that's a, that's kind of what you hit on the, the underrated thing of the world baseball classic in years like this. Um, not only is it a competition and, and it's interesting and, you know, we all want to see how Shohei Otani is doing, by the way, you know, he starred again in Japan's opener the other night, but it also can serve for these unsigned free agents like Profar. It serves as a showcase and good for him for hitting the homer the other day. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, for example, he'd be a great fit with the Dodgers, obviously with Gavin Lux have, being out for the season with a knee injury. And now they're going to end up playing probably Miguel Rojas at shortstop. And, you know, they're going to bring Chris Taylor into play. Short. You know, Profar would fit as a guy who could play short, could play outfield. Um, and maybe he'll end up there. That that ends, seems to be a good landing spot for him. But, um, you know, the Dodgers right now, they're trying to make sure they don't get over that next luxury tax threshold. They're trying to reset their payroll and the luxury tax and go after Otani next year. So I don't know if that's going to be a, a mesh or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, he'll find a home, I think. And, you know, there's still a few weeks in spring training. Maybe somebody gets hurt. Uh, and, you know, so then that team reaches out to Profar. But, you know, it'll be interesting. I'll tell you what, if he has a if he continues the way he started in this World Baseball Classic, He'll find, uh, you know, they'll, he'll be signed by the end of spring training. Scott Miller is with us, uh, baseball writer, New York Times. Did I read correctly that uh, Tony Gonsolin came up with some sort of injury that Dave Roberts is very concerned about? 
And if so, uh, you know, where does this leave the Dodgers? I mean, you know, I mean, obviously the Gavin Lux thing, I, they might be able to cover that up, like you said, with Rojas or Taylor, whoever they bring in. But they need Gonsolin, right? I mean, uh, how much How yeah. much can the Dodgers – they don't have the same depth that they've had in the past, right? And they could be out without – this guy goes 16-1 and one last year. Could be without him for a little while into the season, if not longer, Scott. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, pitching is still wins games. You can't fake it. It's like the Padres last year. One reason they won is because of the work that – Darvish and Musgrove did and and the bullpen and I mean you can have the greatest lineup in the game if you if you don't pitch or you don't have depth you're not going to win it's that simple and the Dodgers right now are scuffling there's no doubt about it in terms of that you know Walker Bueller as we know done for the year he well I shouldn't say for the year he was he was done last year he had the Tommy John surgery last June with with luck if everything goes right the Dodgers are they're not talking about much, but quietly they're hopeful maybe they can get something out of Bueller like in September. And, and I don't know if that would be a starting role. Maybe it would be some innings out of the bullpen. But they're thinking maybe he could be a late-season addition. But, you know, without Bueller in the rotation and, um, uh, you know, if Gonsolin is down for any amount of time, Dustin May just came back last year for the, from Tommy John surgery. And – you know, he had a rocky return. He wasn't as dominant as people thought he would be. Um, Clayton Kershaw, as we know, is older. And usually, the past several years, you know, he's always battling that back. And he's probably going to, you know, hopefully he makes it through the year just because of who he is. Um, you know, one of the all-time greats. People like to watch Clayton Kershaw pitch. But he may be, um, you know, probably – you can count on him being on the injured list at least once this year with a back or with something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Gonsolin, the Dodgers are holding their breath right now. Well, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. We're talking to Scott Miller here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I reached out to you was that you wrote about Ty France and about everything that he went through with yeah. Tony Gwynn Sr. and how he was his coach at San Diego State and how Ty France learned to hit through Tony Gwynn Sr. and the different hitting to all parts of the field. Uh, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, Ty, Ty, you know, Julio Rodriguez in Seattle got all the love last year, rightfully so. I mean, this kid's one of the great young players in the game. Um, you know, the, Eugene, Eugenio Suarez, uh, who they got from the uh, Reds, um, slugger, good hitter. They traded for Teoscar Hernandez from Toronto over the winter. Seattle's going to contend. Um, but, yeah, Ty France made the all-star team last year, and it's a fascinating story because he was drafted thirty-four in the 34th round. And, of course, a couple years ago after COVID, baseball's capped the draft now at 20, um, at 20 rounds. So a guy like Ty France doesn't even get drafted today, let alone this kid hit every level he was at in the minor leagues. And then he got called up by the Padres, traded Seattle in 2020, and he's hit every year since. Uh, and really impressive in that he's such a complete hitter. And that, when I sat down with him, that's one thing I wanted to ask him. But I knew he, you know, obviously he's a, he's a good native, good uh, son of San Diego as I am right now. I knew the history that he played for Tony Gwynn. But, you know, I was curious, you know, how much impact did that coaching back then have, you know, eight, ten years later? Um especially because Ty France is such a complete hitter. And, yeah, he said quite a bit. You know, he said he was a, always a good hitter, even as a kid. And when he went to San Diego State, he said, 
I knew Tony Gwynn, and I figured he could help me, but he said, is your kid coming into San Diego State? You kind of expect a guy like a legend like Tony Gwynn to hand you a, the, the all-knowing book, you know, and say, do this. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're a great hitter again, like him. And he said it doesn't happen that way, but it's kind of like back to the Greg Maddox talk discussion we just had. Tony Gwynn was like the hitter version of Greg Maddox in that you he – Ty France said he made he makes things so simple. Um, you know, he doesn't complicate things. He breaks things down to their simplest equation. And Ty France said, "Yeah, he said some of the lessons I learned then. It I didn't even assimilate them all for a few years." He said, "But as I grew and developed, I kept thinking back." And I, he still uses drills Gwen, that Tony taught him back at San Diego State, as we know, you guys know. Tony Gwynn was really big on tee work, batting tee work, and your, you know, your footwork and hitting off the tee, using that to help you hit to the other field, you know, keeping your weight on your back leg as you swing through the ball uh, and move forward. And he said, I still do those drills today. And he said, when I'm not hitting well, he said, he said, still, I'll, I'll sometimes at night before I go to sleep, I'll dial up some Tony Gwynn, uh, video on youtube and i'll watch it and i'll watch his swing and it, re- it drills back into me uh some of the lessons so i thought that was so cool because you know we all miss tony gwynn tremendously in san diego and it's such a tragedy as we know that his life was cut short and we all loved him and that's to me one of the cool and great things about baseball it's a generational game we hear so much about you know, fathers passing down the game to sons, and then the sons become the fathers and pass the game on down to the next generation. And it's not just for fans, but it's within the game too. And, you know, Tony Gwynn's legacy, Tony Gwynn is still alive in this game through people like Ty France. Great story, Scott, absolutely. And uh, we obviously think about him every day on this program and all throughout town. Scott Miller joining us there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads.